0: Why are the playoffs better at Boston pizza? Because we've optimized our sports bar experience by studying in-depth analytics, starting with our new BP wing ribs, currently leading all apps in wings above replacement and deep fried pickle wedges, an early favorite for the unanimous number one overall pickle. And of course the advanced stats, darling and leader in pints per game, the new beer Mosa catch the playoffs at Boston pizza powered by Fanalytics.
3: Hello, everyone. Good evening. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Oilers Nation After Dark. Presented by Boston Pizza. Look at that nice little intro we had there. A uh, shout out to Boston Pizza. They've been a sponsor for a while. Hopping on now is our title sponsor. And uh, like we've told you before, you got to check out their new fanalytics menu uh, play, or for the playoff menu. they got some great stuff there. The Winger Ribs, the Pizza Flight, three six-inch pizzas of your choice, garlic parmesan fries, as well as the triple play that's Bandera Bread, Thai Bites, and Cactus Cup Potato. Sounds like Kevin. Again, shout out to Boston Pizza. Connor Halley here on oilers Nation after dark presented by boston pizza we've got zach lang and producer liam on with me tonight as we're recapping the oilers 6-4 loss to the vegas golden knights in game one of their second round series from sin city lots to get into there was some really good that came out of tonight's game there was some bad and there was a lot of questions and we'll talk about it and we'll get your general thoughts on the game uh, how are you feeling after that one is there nervousness creeping in i know that we're kind of used to Oilers losing the first game of every best of seven series. Kind of been their calling card as of late. Vegas was doing that same sort of thing previously. But so the Amazon Oilers now dig, dig themselves in a little bit of a hole, but we'll see how they bounce back. Shout out to everyone in the chat right now. I see the conversation. Uh, a lot of optimism on YouTube, Facebook as well. Jaden, Steve, Bob, Brandon. Uh, we've got Dell, Nick, Jennifer. I see Tyler, Jessica, Jess. Two different people, similar names, but a lot of people optimistic on YouTube. Genesis, we've got Oilers boy 8 M.M. Terry, Darian, Katie, Chris, Rusty, Kyle, Curtis, all the usuals. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hit that like button before uh, we get going here. That helps us out a lot right now. Uh, we'll get to the good, the bad, the oily, brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance. The good, the bad, the oily brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance, Edmonton's premier boutique insurance brokerage with over 90 years of success and still growing. Visit cornerstoneins.ca slash nation to get an online tenant or condo insurance quote in just a few minutes and use discount code nation for an exclusive rate. Find out why Cornerstone Insurance brokers are ranked amongst the best in Alberta. And for the good, the bad, the oily, I think we're going to be bringing in Zach Lang of Oilers Nation and Daily Faceoff. I believe that's the good. Yeah. Zach. Hey, how are you doing tonight, buddy?
0: Connor, I'm doing all right, man. You know, it's it's a little disappointing. It's a little frustrating to see him drop a game one. But you know what? If there's anything that we've learned from this Edmonton Oilers team in the last number of years, it's just this, the fact that they just don't know how to play in game ones. I mean, what can you do? It's It sucks, but it is what it is, right? Um, you know, great performance from Dreisaitl tonight, but uh, lots of runway left here, folks
3: hundred percent. Yeah. It started off like they knew exactly what they were doing. Power play goal. Things were looking good. Uh, Wheels fell off pretty quickly and then they were chasing the rest of the game. We'll start off with the good, as we like to do here on the good, the bad, the oily presented by cornerstone insurance and the good tonight. uh, I think we probably have to go with Leon dry Just, just makes too much sense. Four goals on the night. uh, You know, I was just kind of looking into it here. So now he's up to 11 playoff goals so far. That's in seven games. Second place, Mikko Rantanen has seven. Uh, we've got Kreider from the Rangers at six and then Montour at six as well. Uh, Montour being the only one who's still in the playoffs. So Leon Dreisel has 11. He's way up on the rest. And going back to last year's Stanley Cup playoffs, the leader was Evander Kane and Nathan McKinnon, who had 13 goals. Leon Dreisel had 11 already. So Leon Dreisel, four goals tonight, doing quite well.
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. He's been absolutely dynamic to start these playoffs here. Um, Really impressive to see him scoring goals the way that he is, right? Uh, You know, he got the old Joe Thornton, the rooster trick tonight. (laughs) Um, I mean, kind of interesting, right? I mean, even if you look at... Uh, you know, the the Seattle and the uh, the Dallas series kicked off last night. Joe Pavelski, a four-goal performance of his own. So, something in the air in these playoffs here so far. But, yeah, no, I mean, I'm not going to complain with that uh, performance from dry settle whatsoever. You know, I think if there's anything you can kind of take away from it, you know, maybe it's the fact that, you know, the weather support guys still need to be doing more, right? Um, You know, Hyman, I thought, was a little quiet again tonight. Nuge was quiet again tonight. Uh, Vander Kane was quiet again tonight. Um, You know, Drysaddle and McDavid can't do it all on their own, right? And, uh, you know, these are the guys that we really need to see stepping up here in the playoffs, uh, much like they kind of did last year, especially in that series against Calgary.
3: Yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, it, we'll just throw it out there before we get to the bad, because the bad is not this. But, uh, oh my goodness, the, the chat is going crazy right now. I don't know if we'll be able to keep up on Facebook. I've got some paragraphs coming in here. Uh, but you had Warren Full, Kyler Yamamoto, Ryan McLeod, Ryan Nugent Hopkins with zero shots on the game. Uh, Evander Kane only had one. Yeah, and Mark had one in four minutes of play, obviously left with the injury, and then Clem cost in nine minutes only got a shot. Uh, so obviously they got to find ways to funnel more pucks on net. Uh, the first two periods, only 15 shots. In the third period, they did get to 12, but it did seem like a lot of passengers tonight in this one. Okay, with the good comes the bad. The bad on tonight, we're going to go with... Quick goals allowed. And uh, just going back to the Oilers, you know, finding their way back into games. Obviously, Leon Drysdale gets the scoring going. It only took, I believe, 40 seconds for Barbashev to get on the board. Made it a 1-1 game. So, a very short-lived lead. And then uh, Leon Drysdale scoring to get the Oilers back within the tie there, I believe, right, right into it. And then Barbashev, again, 61 seconds later. Um I think there are going to be some fingers being pointed. Uh, The Barbershop goal. I think a lot of people were looking at Vinny Darnay and a couple tough goals. People might put on his plate, Uh, but you know, you you just got to bounce back stronger after scoring a goal. You can't allow a team to get right back into it a minute later.
0: Yeah, honestly, I mean, it's been an issue that we've seen plague this team in the past as well, right? This isn't just a, a new problem here. seeing the Oilers allowing goals, um, you know, in short order, after short order after scoring them. It's frustrating to watch, right? Because you're finally like, I mean, especially the 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 fourth goal, I believe it was there, where you tie it up so early on in that third period, right? And then to have you know Vegas go down the other way and score immediately, like it just totally, you could just feel the deflation right away, right? Um, it's something that they're going to have to clean up here in short order, right? Um, you know, this is a good uh, this is a good Vegas team here. The Oilers are going up against.
3: Hundred uh, percent, very good team. Uh, lots lots of things you could get, like, give them their praise for, but we'll do that later on. Maybe uh, the oily tonight. Uh, we've got to get the oily in here, and then we'll bring in Liam. Uh, losing game one, and you know, there's that that sign. I think it's on one of the buildings downtown, Zach. It's like taking risks, the most Edmonton thing you can do. I think that's what it is. Don't quote me, but losing game one, the most Oilers thing you can do because they come out and they seem to just struggle every series in game one. The good news is they have bounced back on plenty of occasions, but never good to put yourself in that hole.
0: Hey, you know what? It kind of reminds me of the, 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 series against Calgary last year right where you know like the Oilers lost that game pretty handedly but the Oilers had their moments in that game where they found offense they found ways to score and and to generate right now you know of course uh, what was it I believe two of those dry settle goals uh, were on the power play here tonight. Yeah, they were. Um, So, you know, obviously it's great to see the power play continuing to click and, you know, you want to start to see some more of those kind of going in five on five. You know, if I'm not mistaken, too, wasn't something like that in the series against Calgary in game one last year, too, where, you know, a couple of the others goals did come on the power play and we're kind of like, oh, okay, well, you know, let's see what happens here. Right. But. You know, I think at the end of the day, it's good to see that that offense is being created here for this this Oilers team. And yeah, the game one curse is uh, very, very real. Uh, Let's hope it doesn't take 19 years for the Oilers to break it, unlike the Leafs and their uh, first round playoff curse.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, if if that happens where you got a lot of trouble, I'm just going to quickly bring it up here. So the Oilers, yes, game one in the second round, it was a nine six loss uh, three in the box score. I don't see any power play goals right now, but ESPN is a little different, a little different to navigate. So I'll find that one out for you here at some point, but uh, we'll bring in Liam, the producer tonight, Liam, great job so far uh, keeping us on track. And uh, I'll throw this question out to both of you. Once Liam gets in here, Zach, we can ask you first. Good evening, Liam. Thank you. Uh, We're seeing it a little bit here on the chat and uh, a lot of people talking about sitting, Vincent D'Arnais, uh, two goals. Like I said, you could probably put on his plate at times. It looks like, you know, perhaps foot speed decision-making might become an issue. Maybe he just has to make that simpler play, get glass and out, uh, everyone in the chat, let us know, would you go back to the big Vin on Saturday or do you think the press box could help him, Zach, what do you think?
0: Well, you know, if, if knowing Jay Woodcroft, he's gonna go back to him, right? I mean, this is exactly what happened in the first round with not only Dayane and Yam, but also with Yamamoto, right? Um, however, I'm not entirely sure if if I fully am in agreement with that one right now. Um, you know, you go back, and I'm just watching again. You know, the first goal of the game. Um, you know, for, for the golden Knights. And I know, I don't know why, you know, Darnay tried to force it there when he could have taken it along the boards, uh, instead of trying to make that play right out towards the front of the net. Right. You know, the, the way I look at it is this as well, right. Philip Roberg sitting there on the bench, Philip Roberg is an excellent skater. He can use his boots to get out of trouble. Right. Um, this is one of the big strengths in his game, um, and I'm already seeing, you know, my uh, Oilers Nation colleague Bruce Kerlock talking about that, uh, you know, on Twitter tonight, and and that could very well be the the right move, you know, come Saturday night. The Oilers are going to have a lot of time to digest this one. Coaching staffs going to have a lot of time to make some decisions. It'll be interested to
3: see what they do. Liam, what do you think? Yeah,
4: I I honestly think Zach's probably in the right track there especially with Jan going down now to what are you going to do bring in Derek Ryan and Devin Shaw like it just doesn't seem like something Jay Woodcroft is going to do at this time so I could see him going back to 11 and 7 but I, I would like to see Philip Broberg playing a little bit more too I mean we talked about all week building up to this game how the speed of the Golden Knights is something that is going to be an issue for guys like Dehane and evidently it was tonight I and mean, he wasn't very good again and he has these moments right it's just unfortunate that every time he makes a mistake it seems to be absolutely costly and just ends the world for the Edmonton Oilers so I'm not sure what else the coaching staff can really do with him at the moment they, I think just sitting him down and there was I think he had a great interview with Gregor the other day right Connor you would have been on there where he talked about like what he did after that game and he seemed to reset a little bit but you don't want to go come into this issue every three games in a, in a playoffs.
3: Yeah. He, he said he found a empty room, let out some anger. And then Ekholm came and chatted with him and said, we're going to need you going forward, shake it off, move on. You belong here. And that went a long way for him. And he was not benched the following game of any day or tonight. You know, when it comes to defensemen, he played the least amount. Eight nineteen was still out there for two minutes, three seconds on the penalty kill. That was the second most behind Darnell Nurse. That was just a couple seconds more than Matthias Ekholm. So, you know, he he is still part of that penalty kill, and I I think they like his toughness and the physicality. But uh, we are seeing it against the tougher competition, where there are points where it, it might look like. Uh, well, I don't want to say it's too much for him, but there's just mistakes being made, and uh, you get the feeling that he's going to bounce back accordingly. Uh, also, some questions here about the goal tending. Zach, Uh Stuart Skinner tonight, 28 sh- saves on 33 shot attempts, Uh 840 save percentage on the flip side. Laurent Persuade had a save percentage of 852. Jack Campbell's being thrown out there in the chat, so I gotta ask, Zach, any chance you go to him? No. <laughs> Liam?
4: <laughs> I mean, I felt like tonight was Stuart Skinner's best game. Am I absolutely wild to say that? Like, I thought he actually made a ton of huge saves for the team for the first time in this probably the playoffs to be fair, like the Oilers gave up a ton of grade eight chances. So no, I wouldn't go to Jack Campbell. I believe in Stu.
3: Yeah. I'm, I think I'm with you. And I think that's the way Jay Woodcroft's going to go. I just had to throw it out there. It was in the chat. We can uh, squash that right now. I'm sure someone's going to hop in later and bring it up, but we'll squash that one right now. Uh, Matias, Yanmark around the 3 minute mark of the first period had kind of a scary incident went into the boards uh, got up uh, you know he was helped off the ice but he did not return so you know we'll see what happens we don't want to speculate too much but it looks like Derek Ryan might jump back into the lineup and Liam that was a good point if you're going to take out uh, one of your defensemen then you're putting Devin Shore in there Which, hey may Devin Shore would come out there and you know score a couple of goals but uh, we'll see what happens with that one um we we talk about the officiate in this one, and, and it kind of gets brought up occasionally. Uh, Zach, I don't know if there was anything that you saw in that game that was, you know, horribly missed calls. Uh, I thought the Hyman call was a little bit soft. I don't think Hyman did that intentionally. The Interference, uh, the Eichel and Kane two for one, taking them both off was a little shady because I don't think they were giving Kane that penalty at first. And then after the fact, it seemed like it was added on. What did you guys make of the stripes tonight? Starting with, uh, we'll start with you, Zach.
0: Yeah, the 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 Kane Eichel one is exactly the one that I was going to mention, right? Because he gives him just a little tap in the back, and and Eichel falls down, and then Kane picks up the puck right away. If you were going to be calling Kane for a penalty there, you know the puck should have been blown dead before Eichel had tripped him, right? Um, then all of a sudden Eichel trips him, and now it's like, oh uh, yeah, by the way, we're also giving Kane a penalty. Uh, no, not entirely sure that's how it works there, but nice try pulling a fast one there, boys. Um, you know, I thought, you know, there was some rough calls in this game. Uh, you know, John McIsaac and, and uh, Kyle Raymond had a bit of a tough one out there tonight, I think. Um, you know, it's just something we're continuing to see in these playoffs is is some really shoddy officiating. Um, uh, in no way, shape, or form am I saying that it had any sort of impact on the game um because it really didn't it's definitely not like game four back in la where you know there was these horrendous calls being missed um you know so it didn't really impact the game here but yeah there was most definitely some moments where it's kind of like uh i don't know
4: about that one
3: uh liam any any concerns there
4: i'm not like i don't think they ran the game like we saw in games against the la kings but I I agree with Zach with what he said about the Kane penalty. I always find that one very funny when conveniently the second guy gets called too, but he's like, well, how does he get called if he's already getting called? Like it's just kind of a weird little thing that happens, but that was weird. Also the Hyman one just kind of felt like reactionary by Hyman. Oh, like someone's there. Like when you get spooked, right, you like jump Mm -hmm. a little bit. That's kind of what it felt like with Hyman. Then also on that penalty kill, Ryan McLeod got absolutely taken out by Jack Eichel in what was also just coincidental contact, but also interference. So like, I wasn't like overly upset with what the officials did, but it was just like, okay, well, if you call it that, why not? Why you not calling that? It's kind of a weird one, but I don't think they were as bad as what we've seen so far, which isn't a very high bar to be fair.
3: Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I saw that collision there on the power play. And I thought, well, if you're going to call one, but I guess w- that one, it was like totally coincidental. No, I don't know who you'd throw it on. You know, you probably could just agree that none of them deserved a penalty, maybe like the Zach Hyman one. And uh, a lot of people in the chat saying, yeah, not the ref. Refs were fine tonight. Uh, we can hope that continues. Uh, Final Buzzers says scratched Leon. He should have scored five. Yeah, Leon Drys settled four goals tonight. Uh, he and Pavelski doing it for their teams. Weirdly, both their teams losing which is crazy when you think a guy scores four goals, you think that's going to be an automatic win night, but not the case. Uh, quickly here. I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, a Wilhawk beef jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky. You can find them at one of their three locations in West Edmonton mall, Leduc or Spruce Grove, and find out more at Wilhawk beef jerky.com. Um, want to look at the, uh, the power plays here with well, the penalty kill, I guess for the, the, Vegas Golden Knights are going up against the Oilers. The Oilers pretty good. And, you know, I I thought that second power play the Oilers had was a little bit sloppy, but Leon Drysaddle gets a goal late to kind of make it work. On the flip side, though, for Vegas, two for four on the power play. Um, Liam, what do you think the Oilers penalty kill? Maybe just special teams as a whole tonight.
4: Um, Well, the power play did what he was supposed to go out there and do against a a penalty kill that has been weak on the Vegas Golden Knights, so they capitalized on their opportunities when they they get them and of course, Vegas being the least penalized team in the NHL, so it's not as easy as it seems to get power plays against them. But they got took what they got tonight in the penalty kill. Like how many power play goals did Vegas get? Two for four tonight. Two for four. I mean it's kind of what they shoot at all season anyway, isn't it? I mean Mark is a good penalty killer for this team. I know Desarnay is in in a bad stretch at the moment, but he, he has played a key role on this penalty kill. And I think the others now have maybe got to regroup a little bit because I think we saw it a little bit in the last couple of games against the LA Kings too, where they were leaking a few more power play goals and trying to get back into the rhythm. But man, their that, that penalty kill is hot and cold. They'll go games without allowing one. it will go games without allowing four a night. So kind of just the recipe
3: of Redmond's and all this hockey if you ask me and we should clarify Jack Eichel's goal was on the power play so right. if you want to say two for four at 50 percent or one for three at uh 33.333 percent then you know pick your poison I don't know if we need to hold the last one against them uh but yeah uh, I guess we'll see uh, Zach thoughts on the power play penalty kill special teams as a whole
0: yeah great to see the power play continuing to click i you know i mentioned that a little bit earlier and i i think it's you know it's going to be a big story for this team through the rest of the playoffs this year right um best power play of all time in the regular season very much uh well on pace for the best power play all time in the power or in the the playoffs as well here right so you know they're gonna to continue to do their thing and you know, I thought the penalty kill was okay tonight um, you know Vegas they they got the one on there um you know mark stone with the, the nice little deflection in front um you know that was another tough one on Vincent dena I think too right um you know he kind of went to play the man that was a little bit higher in the slot and left stone sort of all alone there right so um it's a tough spot that the others could find themselves in yeah I, I I guess Darna is a good penalty killer. Um, I'm not entirely sure that I see it as much as uh, some other people's maybe. some other people maybe see it, um, you know, we'd probably have to rely on Darnell nurse and Matias at home. Cody Cece a little bit more if they were to pull uh, a out for Broberg, but uh, yeah, kind of a status quo. It sort of felt like on the special teams.
3: You know, it is funny. We are seeing people kind of pop up sporadically here and say, give Jack Campbell a chance. Uh, Someone said, why do people hate Jack Campbell? I I mean, I don't want us to give the impression we hate Jack Campbell. That's a a strong word. I think we just kind of said that Stuart Skinner, I mean, he made a few big saves tonight. There is a couple he wants back for sure, but, you know, a couple big saves, uh, you know, off just kind of egregious defensive plays where he kept them in it. So, yeah, I don't think anyone's hating on Jack Campbell. I don't think Jay Woodcross is going to go to Jack Campbell, so we're just sharing our thoughts. Uh, you'll see what happens in the next couple of days here, as will we uh, between the pipes for the Oilers. Um, what do you guys think, Zach? Like, look, I think passengers is kind of a, a key word here tonight. A lot of guys not really doing a whole lot. Kind of worries me that Ryan Nugent Hopkins didn't re- register a shot tonight, even on the power play. you would love to get him to find a way to get a shot through. What's going on with Nuge? Is it as easy as saying he's playing second line without McDavid or Dreisaddle, or is, is there more to it?
2: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which
0: Uh, that's a great question. I mean, you, there's kind of a couple ways to look at it, I suppose, right? I, I'm almost starting to wonder if he, you know, he, something got nicked up a little bit towards the end of the season or, you know, early on in the series against L.A. that we're just not hearing about um, because he doesn't really look like himself from this season. Right. Um, you know, I think Zach Hyman is another guy kind of in a similar boat right now. Although I did think he did some work, uh, some nice work down low there, helping to set up dry settle for his third goal of the night. Um, you know, it's weird. It's a really weird spot um, to kind of see these guys having such great regular seasons um, and then kind of uh, drifting away in the playoffs here so far.
3: Liam, uh, any thoughts on those two guys or anyone else you think they need to kind of pick up their play for the Oilers to find a way to get back into this on Saturday?
4: Um. I don't want to pick on nudes too much, but I'm kind of with Zach a little bit too. Like, I wonder if something did happen to him because man, it has been what is it now seven games and he's been pretty irrelevant for seven straight. And that is extremely alarming for a player that had 100 points this season. And he's got to figure it out, to be honest, because he's, he was invisible. He's been invisible and the others need him badly. And um, two other guys, I guess, like I would like to see more from Warren Fogle and Ryan McLeod on the, to actually score goals like they have been very very good their play away from scoring goals has been pretty effective but clint carson and yamamoto have chipped in with two big goals in their own right yet yeah, clint carson with three big goals in this series and those two guys yes they're playing very well and creating plays and generating but at the end of the day the point is to score goals and if you're not scoring goals how massively as your contribution if you're forward in that aspect of things right so i'd like to see more of the bottom guys of fogle and mcleod outside
3: of a uh, hopkins totally fair and then you know i i like mcleod and fogle as well guys who you know mm. could they chip in 100 they've had opportunities and especially in a game like tonight uh you know the empty netter for sure but it was a one goal game. And you look at three of the four meetings of this regular season matchups between the Oilers and the Golden Knights were one goal game. So, you know, it's going to be tight. You need that depth scoring. Once again, hopefully the Oilers can find it. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, as you guys touched on. Uh, yeah. Four assists in the first series. That's all he yeah, had. No goals as of yet. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to everyone who watched uh, the Oilers Nation playoff party down at Greta tonight. Of course, mm-hmm. our, our guy Aaron bordado hosting, doing a great job. Uh, you can grab some Oilers Nation gear from the pop up shop. Uh, I've got my shirt back. It, it made its way. It's kind of blocked there, but you can grab that shirt for just thirty five dollars at the pop up party there. And uh, if you don't get out to the party and you want to order a shirt, still Oilers. Gear or sorry, nation uh, CA is the best way to do that. Check them out on social media, find one you like and place your order. But uh, if you do want to go out Saturday and it's probably going to be a blast, I don't have to tell you guys that uh, watching hockey on a Saturday at five o'clock, the game ends and you can still party regardless of what happens uh, make your reservations at gretabar.com slash book or text 587-418-8507 also a prize is a whole lot of fun and greta is a great place to watch the game have a couple of drinks have a bite to eat and uh, hopefully get the oilers back on track for uh, a couple wins here uh liam you get out to the watch party yet
4: i i was there on saturday and uh vibes were very good food was fantastic at greta and the best part about going to Greta to watch the games is just obviously the vibe in general. But when the Oilers score, I, I think I hugged like four or five people who I've never seen in my entire life and probably will never see again. So if you're into <laughs> that kind of stuff, Greta might be the place for you.
3: And great drinks. That's key. That's key. Good or bad, you gotta have a couple of drinks and uh, either keep the party going or drown the sorrows, whatever it might be. Zach, you get out to a watch party yet?
0: No, I haven't. I'm trying to contemplate when I'm gonna try and get out to one., uh, you know, maybe a little bit later on in this series here, But you know, I'm pretty busy with with uh, you know crushing content here for the website and uh, getting all the clips and stuff like that up online. So that's kind of a little bit more of my domain, but uh, I'm gonna to have to let the hair down here, at one of these games for sure
3: someone's got to do it uh jane on facebook says is Jan mark out now i would say safe to assume i mean we're we're not going to know and if you've ever watched jay woodcroft's uh pre-game, uh scrums mm-hmm. with the media he'll say we'll see who comes out so you kind of have to follow the guys who are down there uh Rishog, uh any of the broadcasting michaels bob uh, nugent bowman uh see what they say on Twitter, see who's practicing and, and go from there because Jay Woodcroft probably won't say a whole lot. Laurie says Leon was on fire hundred percent four goals. he's up to 11 in the playoffs now next closest uh Ranton and who will not be playing any more games so uh, yeah he's not gonna catch Leon Drys saddle. he was phenomenal uh, McDavid had a couple his hit uh, assists Evan Bouchard. Two more assists as well. That puts him up to 12. So he just continues uh, his fantastic start to the playoffs. I saw a stat that came up uh, when it comes to defensemen uh, point streaks in the playoffs to start the playoffs. Uh, put him in the category of Doug Wilson, Chris Pronger, Adam Fox right now. Uh, seven straight games with a point. And if he can just go for seven more, he'll catch Bobby Orr at 14. So let's hope this keeps on going and he keeps up these points. But uh, fantastic start for Evan Bouchard in these playoffs. Liam I mean what What? I th- confidence is one thing that I've said a few times is, is it as simple as that for Evan Bouchard that he's just playing with a little more confidence like what's gone right for him since the deadline
4: yeah yeah I think I think it is a confidence thing and he's just playing so freely and whenever he has the puck right that seems to be his big thing and obviously being on the power play is a massive help but he's not just on the power play to be the fifth man like he's he's probably the third most important player on that power play and like Maybe it's crazy to say, but he might even be the second most important player on that power play because if he doesn't kind of generate everything with McDavid, then Drysaddle's not getting the puck to finish it off. So yeah, I, I just think it's, you, you kind of see him what the Oilers drafted, right? When he was the 10th overall pick, however long ago that was, right? He was supposed to be this offensive juggernaut of a defenseman. And I think this is what we're, we're getting out of him now, which is fantastic to see and the sky really feels like the limit for this guy, and uh, I got a feeling he's going to get a nice little paycheck one of these days. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's a topic. A can of worms. I don't know if we should open up right now. Maybe maybe in a couple of days we'll get into that one. On Facebook, Maggie says, Oilers got next game. Congrats, Dry, on four goals. You rock. Yeah, there's a lot of optimism right now on Facebook and on YouTube in the chat. A lot of people saying it's game one. We'll bounce back in game two. Uh, I feel like the Oilers will probably find a way, but we shall see. Uh, Daniel Nugent Bowman of The Athletic has tweeted out, uh, Jay Woodcroft said Derek Ryan missed the game due to illness uh, and no, no update on Matthias Janmark as we know. So he says he'll have something in the morning. I don't think he'll give a whole lot. Zach, uh, I mean, obviously tough, tough one for Derek Ryan. to missed the game due to illness and then what happened with Matthias Janmark but uh, I guess confident in both those guys, whoever it might be on Saturday.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see the way they kind of go out there and deploy these lines as well. Um, you know, I'm really fascinated to see what they kind of cook up with, right? Uh, you know, does Dayarnay jump out of the lineup? Does Broberg slide in? You know, what about a guy like Dylan Holloway? You know, does he maybe get a look here in some games, right? You know, he he played some NHL minutes, a lot of NHL minutes, really. You know, at the start of the season, and then he went down to Bakersfield unfortunately got hurt in his first game. And, you know, it was a bit of a slog uh, for him getting back into games from there. But he looked good at the end of the season. So, you know, he's got to feel good about where his game's at right now. Um, You know, does a guy like Devin Shore maybe slide in the lineup? Liam, I know you'd love to see that, right? Uh, you know, a guy could bring a little bit of energy hopefully down there in a depth role, right? But uh, yeah, it was interesting to see. I mean, you know, with Yanmark leaving the game so early, I think it really made things tough. You know, I was looking at some of the underlying numbers for this game. Um, you know, at 5-on-5, five five, Hyman, McDavid, and Drysdale played 10 minutes together. Then the next most common line at 5-on-5 five five was Evander Kane, Nugent Hopkins, Yamamoto at 4.37. And then every other iteration of a line played under three and a half minutes together uh, throughout the course of that game. So, you know, it's really, really hard. Or it's more difficult, I suppose, when you have 11 forwards. But when you go down to 10 forwards like that, I mean, it makes it really difficult on, on a lot of these players.
4: Stats
3: powered hey. by Fanalytics, by the way. Boston- I was gonna, was that fan right there, Zach?
0: Yeah. The little teaser, right? It was kind of like me being like, hey, I kind of got a little bit of analytics for you guys. And then it could throw back to you, Connor, and be like, oh, this is the perfect time to segue. Zach, do you have any more fan analytics that we could talk about?
3: Yes. Quickly, <laughs> I just want to say, Rusty the Reckless Optimist says, I'm not sure if Connor is reading the chat. LOL. I'm not seeing a lot of optimism, seeing sad fans, which is understandable. Guess we got to ride the emotional roller coaster. Rusty, it makes, like I have a filter. I don't see the negative, I only see the positive. You got to get that. Me and you, we're going to be optimistic here. Oilers find a way to come back. All right. Now, I got, some,
4: I got some optimism for you, Connor. Do it. You want to hear it? The Oilers were shit tonight, and the Vegas Golden Knights might have played their best game of the series in game one. So the only way is up for the Oilers Boys from here. There you go, chat.
3: Uh, There it is. That's it. All right, Zach. Okay, we we teased it. Let's get them some stats powered by Boston Pizza Fanalytics. You can visit any Boston pizza, check out their new Fanalytics menu, including new items powered by Fanalytics. I've talked about the uh, pizza Flight, which I think is just a genius idea. But then I kept on scrolling the triple play bandera bread, tie bites and cactus cut. That's like a That's like the dream there of appetizers for me. So uh, check out Boston pizza and their new menu. Also, great beer on tap. Zach, let's get some fanalytics.
0: Yeah, there's a couple things that jumped out to me tonight, Connor. You know, looking at the underlying numbers, the Oilers controlled the pace of play at five on five. They controlled 56% of the shot attempt share, as well as 56% of the scoring chances. An interesting thing, however, is that they did not do very well in terms of expected goal share. Uh, So for those of you wondering, expected goal share really talks about shot quality. So the higher expected goal share you have, the more likely the puck's going to be going in the net. Uh, For the Oilers, they had 1.88 expected goals at 5-on-5. They scored two real goals at 5-on-5. However, with Vegas, they had 2.28 expected goals at 5-on-5 and actually scored four. So to me, that says that there's a little bit of puck luck that came the way of the Vegas Golden Knights tonight, uh, especially at a five on five. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if that continues in game two, you know, if that dissipates a little bit. One thing we know is that, uh, you know, the expected goal numbers and the actual goal numbers do tend to balance out over time. Um, so those are kind of a couple of things that jumped out to me here as well. Uh, one other thing, too. You know, I talked briefly there about that uh, that Oilers forward line of Zach Hyman, Leon Dreisettle, and Connor McDavid playing together. They had 10 minutes and 21 seconds at five on five, 64 percent shot share control. Uh, They outscored Vegas two nothing and controlled 65 percent of the expected goal share. So uh, a lot to like from that line tonight, who was far and away the Oilers best line this evening
3: there you go that's legit fanalytics better than any i've provided zach lane crushing it uh boston pizza providing the fanalytics right there shout out to bps uh have you guys noticed bots are getting really good on twitter and really personal have have you guys noticed that at all (laughs) no
4: i've not experienced that yet
3: i just got a tweet from a fake account saying yes darna deserves all the happiness in the world see my homepage, please personalized day Arne deserves all the happiness i'm not making that up it's from a tweet i tweeted out like last month so it's wild but yes day Arne does deserve happiness uh, a couple guys who are happy tonight maybe not with the result but the experience that they went on i gotta think uh, tyler uram chuck Milk, milk i believe jay went on the trip with those guys as well down to vegas an experience powered by ama travel uh if you're looking to do anything make sure you check out ama travel ca you can get the best deals on your next vacation fill out a quiz to get trips tailored just for you they got it all they've got uh sales on travel insurance cruises vacation packages guided tours couch or coach tours not couch tours that would be useless uh, you can save on hotels car rental attractions and tickets and luggage accessories all that stuff am travel uh what do you guys think the boys are up to tonight after that uh disappointing performance sack
0: Oh, the boys are at the roulette table right about now. Maybe throwing a couple of craps down there. Um, You know, Tyler, I know he's a bit of a blackjack guy. Maybe he tries tries his luck there, sees if he can uh, get a little bit hot there. So, yeah, those guys will be getting in one tonight. That's for sure.
3: Uh, Is there any chance they hit up the cantina, Liam?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, Taco Bell cantina for sure. Maybe try and find um, a little PF Changs on the way
4: as well. Yeah, right next door actually. I believe now PF Chang's is uh, there. You go. You know. So yeah, I think they'll be there. They are staying at the Escalera though, so it's a bit of a walk for them. But Bag Milk told me earlier today it was a 20 minute walk from the Escalera to Taco Bell. But I had a feeling they'll be mixing it in. I know two places they will be at for sure tonight though. Number one, the Craps Table. Mag Milka went on an absolute heater when we were in Vegas there for vacation. (laughs) Thanks for AMA travel. Number two, Jay will find his way to the ponies at some point at the MGM Grand. There's two places. If you're looking for the oily boys tonight, they will be there. That's where you'll find them.
3: And they are there in Vegas with the help of AMA travel. Check them out uh, a little out of town scoreboard for you as well. If you're wondering the Carolina hurricanes knocked off the devils five one tonight to take a one, nothing series lead in their series tomorrow. You got the Leafs and Panthers game two, Florida up one, nothing that's a five o'clock. So five 20 puck drop. And then Seattle will take on Dallas at seven 30. So seven 50 and Seattle leads that series one game to none. Uh, for those, you know, who aren't in vegas and are in edmonton or the surrounding area can't get uh, the cantina but you can go to oodle noodle tomorrow pick up some noodles have a great lunch and uh, grab an oilers nation sticker while you're at it that's every uh, every oodle noodle location in the city and i believe surrounding area but uh, don't quote me on that let's just say in the city if you live in Laduke, come into edmonton grab some oodle noodle and some stickers uh here, here is the hottest take of them all. This is on Facebook. I'm not going to say your last name because I don't want people to come after you. Ryan Connor was the worst player on the ice, Vinny not included. Zach, hottest take we've seen tonight. Yeah, that one's that one's red
4: hot.
0: That one is <laughs> that one's really hot. That's a really hot take
4: right there. Yeah, that, that's a steamer. I wish I had my buttons that I use for I went off uh, hot and cold performers because that would have I would have used them all for the hot one there. Worst player, what game were you watching? Did <laughs> nobody see the assist that McDavid had on Saddle's fourth goal where he dropped past it like halfway across the ice? <laughs> the backhand? Like, holy moly.
0: What more do you want with
4: this guy? Didn't he have maybe three- this guy was watching
0: the game through the radio tonight.
3: Oh, my goodness. That could be it. Right, man. I thought he was flying out there. I mean credit to Vegas did a good job defending him at times, but I thought he was absolutely flying. Ravina says what Connor worst, maybe a troll. It might be a troll. Ryan, let us know. Um, Maybe there's more to it, but yeah, I see. I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. Maybe you want to see him shoot a little bit more off that uh, left kind of wing on the power play. Uh, He scored a couple goals last series. I'd love to see him do that again, but by no, by no means was he the worst in the series. Uh, just checking out the chat here. Ravina, they're going to hit the crap table at 1 a.m. or so. That's possible. Uh, Sebastian is just hammering the chat with the barrel of oil emoji. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, if you're in there, just hit the oil emoji right now and uh, light it up. We'll see if I'm going to try to find that. I can do that as we go on here. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, a lot, a lot of sarcasm going on tonight. Uh, Shred before Dead says Connor did have a lot of giveaways tonight and didn't shoot enough. But worst, no, yeah, I mean that's, I don't know, I don't think there's ever been a game where he's been the worst player on the ice. It just didn't, doesn't seem didn't like that's possible. Get
4: bench tonight on the Oilers. Like, how, I never mind. Like this is an absolute rabbit hole we're diving ourselves into. Boy, oh boy, is that the term rabbit hole, wormhole? just we're jumping into a hole
3: <laughs> rabbit hole definitely works Uh wormhole i'm not gonna hold it against you if you want to go with that one <laughs> finally found the oil emoji i'm just firing it up <laughs> just me and sebastian nobody else is getting into that one as of yet but that's okay um all right guys so before we wrap this one up why don't we make a couple of Picks for Betway. Of course, if you want to have a, a little bit of fun, throw some money down with Betway. Make sure you're 19 plus and make sure you do so responsibly as the graphic says down there. Betway's up there. Awesome. Okay, Liam, give us one uh, score prediction and a Betway pick as well for the game on Saturday. Game two, five o'clock puck drop.
4: Six, three Edmonton Oilers. Leon Dry Bears. Another two. I'm going to... I'm going to stick by our boy, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, gets his first goal of the playoffs on the power play in his traditional fashion. That was me shooting like Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, by the way.
3: Sneaky shot. Opportunistic. Zach, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with a 4-2 Oilers victory. Nice bounce-back game in uh, Game 2, like the Oilers always seem to do. Um, Going to be interesting to see what happens. Again, I'm really curious with the lines uh, and how they're going to be I think for my bet, I'm going to stick with uh, Leon Dreisaitl to continue scoring goals. I'm going to go with Dreisaitl to score
3: two-plus goals. Mm, I like it. Liam, what was your score? 6-3. And you had 4-1, Zach? Uh, 4-2. 4-2. Okay, I'm going to find a nice little sweet spot in there. I'll say 5-3. That pen doesn't work. And um, I don't know. I'm going to say Derek Ryan gets in there. And he gets a clutch goal i don't know if you can actually put money on that one but dr the man with two names one goal and it's going to be a big one maybe the game winner even uh the chat's still going here uh we've got uh angel the king's fan shout out to angel for still hanging around uh angel you just want to if, if it goes bad do you just want to chirp because that would be fair i'm sure you took a lot of it last uh, last time uh game one sorry game seven Game six. Come on, Connor. He says, uh, Connor, the, the problem is directly after the Orioles power play, they get outplayed and make mistakes. Kings yeah. took advantage of this as well. I, my first thought when Darren cough that puck up after, I was thinking, do you, do you have to go with him? I mean, could you go with maybe someone a little more stable, uh, immediately following the goal? Maybe I'm out to lunch here. Zach, what do you think?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, it would have been nice to see some more stability from this team as a whole, I think, right? Um, you know, again, just talking about those quick goals after the – Yours managed to score, right? Um, you know, something they got to clean up here. It's definitely become an issue. And I think a guy like, uh, you know, Darren has been exposed in these playoffs.
4: Yeah, I, it's funny. I, I thought the exact same thing when Darren was on the ice before the puck even went in. I was like, why, why is he the one that's starting right after? Like, not, to, I think he's capable of obviously being a, a good defenseman at times, but you know, he struggled as of late. Like, you got to, you just got a bit of momentum. Like, Try and calm things down a little bit and keep it going in your favor and then lo and behold the puck ends up in the back of you and that off a, a, an avoidable mistake.
0: Like I, uh, I, I I have a really hard time with RNA because like I think I think there's room for big and strong defensemen like him in the NHL. Um, but he's very clearly a step behind in these playoffs right now. Um, You have a guy like Philip Broberg sitting there on your bench right there. Um, You know, he was an eighth overall draft pick. He's a guy that this franchise has stood beside, you know, tooth and nail up till this point, right? Given the rumors that, you know, we've seen in the last calendar year, yet they're continuously playing a 26-year-old, um, kind of journeyman over top of Broberg, who actually can bring a better element that fits the Edmonton Oilers style of play. Like the Oilers style of play is, is a fast paced type of hockey game. You know, all the players on this team need to skate well. You look at the Oilers defensemen, pretty much all of them are good skaters, except for really Vincent D'Arnais. Um, You know, it's nothing personal against the guy here. I just I really think you got to pull him out of the lineup and and give Broberg a good shot here uh, in game 2.
3: And I mean, I I think, you know, you're totally right, Zach. Like, you know, there, I think there is a place for him in the game, especially the big men, the physical guys, but not if they can't move quite as well. And I I think that, there, you know, there's going to be a target on him. You know, when, when you see him, maybe you take advantage of him. Like he, he's a little bit of a lumbering guy. takes a little while to get going. Uh, We saw it in that last series, uh, that spin move uh, right along the boards there just past the blue line. I I feel like that was a player saying, okay, a big 73. Yeah. He's not going to keep up with me. And I, I wonder if, you know, if the matchup is wrong, if players start to attack that and, and really go at him and and see what they can do. You know, you don't want to get too close, obviously, but if, if you go take him wide, I think you can kind of exploit that. And then and, and that could happen. And, you know, maybe it's more so, you know, Todd McClellan, Dave Manson have to find a way to use the matchups on home ice, but uh, we shall see. They, they certainly haven't given up on him yet. Uh, minutes dropped tonight and Philip Roberg got out there. Did you like Roberg's play tonight in the time you saw him, Zach?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think he was pretty quiet out there on the ice. And I think that's a good thing, right? You know, I think he's a guy who kind of feels a little bit better, a little more confident out there. You know, the more that he plays, he played nine 19, you know, the orders, um, you know, controlled 57% of the shot attempt share. Uh, With him on the ice, which is a good number, Um, you know, so I think, you know, kind of goes to show that the puck was moving up the ice uh, a little bit more often than not with Broberg out there. And that's exactly what you want from him.
3: Uh, we'll just wrap up with a couple messages here. Uh, Ethan says Broberg and Ekholm need to be together. In my humble opinion, five for Oilers when on Saturday is my bet. Flip the tables on them. Uh, yeah, that'd be a stressful one. I'm sure it'd make for a pun or a fun Oilers Nation After Dark presented by Boston Pizza on Saturday. A nice earlier one. Uh, Ravina says night everyone. Go Oilers. See ya, Ravina. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Trashman says Vinny's is stick with his bread and butter. Ryan says cost hitting the knob of his stick is unlucky. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of stuff going on here. Uh, McLeod was rough on goal four. Yeah. I think that was the deflection where he probably could have bodied the man in front there, but it but didn't happen.
4: It, yeah. That goal Vegas got where they tipped it in. Like we didn't see that once from the Oilers. They felt like they weren't really threatening Brossoir at all. Whenever they got chances, like outside of dry side, i honestly like, was there really, like, I guess they claimed cost him one, but there wasn't any other chances of, like, oh, like, what a great save by Brassois, where you think of the Skinner attempts, like we people were talking about not being in the lineup, but he had that massive save where they left him literally 2-on-0, and I think he had that one um right at the end, too. Was it was on Marsh or so, and It was another one in there. I know he let kind of a shitty one in, two to make it 5-3 or whatever it was at the time, but he also bailed the team out quite Consistently throughout the game, too. So, the others just going to make life way more difficult on Lauren Brossois because when they actually did that, like the, what was it, the Dry I guess they were all Dry Sidel goals, but Dry third goal when Hyman was in front, he made it a little bit difficult and he kind of lost composure on it a little bit, right? Brossois is not a fantastic goalie. He's a good NHL goaltender, don't get me wrong, but he's very beatable and he is not better than Jonas Corpuscalo.
3: Uh, I think that's a good way to end. And yeah, the Oilers certainly need to find a way to exploit that. Okay, before we wrap up here, give a quick shout out to our sponsors, uh, Cornerstone Insurance. Check them out. cornerstoneinsca slash nation, AMA Travel. If you're planning to go on a trip, uh, certainly use AMA. They can help you out with a lot of things, cruises, uh, hotels, insurance, all that sort of thing. I was there actually on the weekend. Uh, Very efficient down at AMA. Uh, Nation gear, the 2023 playoff shirt is available. I have it for you. Right here. If you want to grab one of these bad boys, you can go to nationgear.ca. $35. They also went in black with the blue font. Uh, Many other great uh, items and apparel at nationgear.ca. Greta, if you want to go watch the game with some like-minded folk, head over to Greta. You can make your uh, reservation now, greta bar.com slash book or text 587-418-8507. They'll also have a pop-up shop there. If you want to get some Oilers nation gear, Noodle, noodle, grab some noodles tomorrow, pick up an Oilers nation sticker. And uh, of course our title sponsor, Boston pizza, shout out to the fine folks at Boston pizza, all across the city in this great country. Or if you are the ice district location, Coston pizza after Oilers nation, uh, what was it? 5,000 likes on their tweet. And they officially changed the name for the playoffs to cost in pizza is that what that was
0: yeah it was yeah it took us uh what was it liam like only like i don't know an hour two maybe two hours yeah.
3: that was, uh, that was only- it was a. Uh, it was an easy one uh that was well done by you guys so cost and pizza as well uh they've got the fan uh, analytics playoff menu so check that out uh unbelievable stuff right there the garlic with Parmesan fries. That's another one I want to try. So uh check out Boston Pizza. Uh grab some of their food. Go watch their locations if you want to do that as well. Also, Wilhawk Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky. They'll take orders of any size. Any size. Only the finest tasting meats will earn the Wilhawk name. Find no more at Wilhawk beef jerky.com guys a uh, good show we've been a little bit long tonight but that is okay i think uh, if you're watching on youtube facebook make sure you hit that like button uh, subscribe to oilers nation content uh, across all the social media platforms facebook twitter instagram youtube tiktok OilersNation.com, all all the good stuff check it out i know zach does great work uh, pumping up the articles you can catch uh liam on oilers nation every day uh, are they gonna go live from vegas tomorrow liam we are live from Vegas
4: tomorrow, and I don't, well, I will be, but uh, I think Sean Bell's on the show too. So be me, Sean Bell, Bag Milk, Jay, and Tyler. So it will be a loaded show tomorrow.
3: Great stuff coming, and uh, that's awesome. You guys now have Sean Bell on after every game. Uh, a guy who played in the NHL pre- professionally all over the world uh, can lend some great insight there on uh, Oilers Nation every day. Tomorrow noon. Catch that one uh, across all these great streaming platforms. Okay. I rambled long enough. Thank you everyone for tuning in tonight. We appreciate it. The Oilers lose 6-4. We'll be back on Saturday. It's a 5 o'clock start. So we'll be on around 7.30, 7.40, give or take. Hopefully we'll see you all then. Uh, for Zach Lang, Liam Herobin, and myself, Connor Halley. We'll talk to you guys then.